a feel-good Friday with the potential of some spring golf tomorrow. I thought we could jump into how to chip like a champ. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf on this Feel Good Friday. The second round of the Valspar Championship is in the books, and it's good to Luke Donald still hanging in there, which is always kind of fun. So I wanted to jump in. We've got the, obviously, the weekend coming up tomorrow. And so the potential of some weekend golf. And so I wanted to get into some chipping. Sometimes when we get into the spring golf, the conditions on the golf course aren't always the best. So there's some challenging uh, shots out there. And so I wanted to kind of talk about uh, chipping and how to keep it super simple especially as we're coming out of, of winter and we may not have all of our touch back yet. We want to keep chipping as simple as we possibly can. So with that, there is a lot of different ways to chip. And some of the, the biggest problems I see with uh, us amateurs is we try to do too much. We try to be too fancy. We try to be too tour pro-ish in our chipping. Where chipping is really to keep it simple and again here at data access golf we're all about simplifying everything golf to make it as easy as possible for us to perform as well as possible and that really is done through simplicity and through feedback and through data and all this kind of stuff right we want to use everything every possible tool to get um, a very consistent and simple golf swing so the fact that we don't get to practice as much as we want to uh, doesn't affect us as much as it could, right? And that's by simplification. So the very basic rule in a chip shot is you want it on the green pretty quickly. The basic rule is, and I'm talking this rule has gone back from when I, I don't know how old I was when my, my grandfather told me this a long time ago. The basic rule is you want it to land a third of the way there and roll out two thirds to the cup. Okay, so you want to choose a club and then he would have us choose different clubs based on how far away the pin was. And so we got very good at using, you know, a five iron all the way down to a pitching, well, down to a nine iron. A pitching wedge, he always told us, was a proper pitching wedge would, be, would fly halfway there and roll out halfway. Now that's on a flat green. If you're going downhill, it's going to be different than it would be the one-third, two-third. And if it was uphill, it may be two-third, one-third, right, with the pitching wedge. But that's kind of how he had us think it out. Now that has proved to be very, very helpful over my whole life as far as chipping goes. It's trying to get the ball on the green one-third of the way there and two-thirds rolling out to the pin. Now why is this really helpful? Uh, first and probably foremost, the smaller the motion we make, the greater the chance that we'll find the center of the club face. Okay, I mean, it's just, that's the basics. So it's going to be a lot easier to, you're going to have to move a five iron a lot less than you're going to have to move a pitching wedge to hit at the same distance. Okay, so 
a lot of people worry about changing clubs, but let me help you kind of think that one through a little bit. If you lay a club down on the ground, you can see the pitch of that club and get an idea of how high it's going to hit the ball into the air. I know a lot of people don't think this way, but this is a super easy way to be able to use the different clubs in your bag without feeling like you need to practice a, a million hours to get it right. If you just take a club out and you set it on the ground and picture that ball coming off the pitch of that face and how high it's going to go, you can start to gauge um, which club to use, at least to start. And if you want to go to the put putting green and work on this, it's a great, obviously great, always good to practice. But that's how I still do it. If I look at between where I'm pitching and where the hole is, I will pot. If I'm not sure if it's a five or a six or a seven, I'll pull one out and just kind of look, lay it on the ground and just kind of look to think. Now you couple that with the following. If you picture yourself taking a golf ball in whichever dominant hand you are, left or right, and throwing the ball a third of the way there, right, and having it roll out the remaining two thirds. Okay, so I, Think about it pretty down low, like I'm crouching, right? I guess like the new knee drop, right? Get down that low. Do a little, just picture yourself throwing the ball underhand and what type of loft it's going to need to land and then roll out. Then match that to whichever club you need, right? So, I mean, if it's, if it's really close, I'm not really going to have to do a whole lot to get it there. And, and then the velocity is different as well. So it's pretty close. I'm probably going to use like a nine iron, but if it's the pins quite a ways away, then I'm going to have to throw it a little more level and have it roll out. And that's going to be closer to a six, you know, five iron somewhere in there. So think that through. If you can visualize the shot, if you can visualize what the ball needs to do to end up somewhere near the pin, you are always going to be in a much better place. I think that we, we, we as amateurs do not take the time to visualize, and it doesn't take a lot of time. But if you can visualize what the ball needs to do to get to where it needs to go, then it's very easy to pick the right club to make sure that you hit a good pitch shot. And just think, the smaller the motion, the better off you are. And then a couple pointers. One, I remember a pointer from uh, Nick Price on chipping. I don't, it's got to be, gosh, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. But this has proved to be so valuable. So valuable. Um, he was talking about how you always want to be accelerating into the ball. So you want to take it back slower than you're going to come through. I think that's pretty standard, right? But this is the part that made it really cool and super interesting to me. The shorter you want to hit the ball, Right? The shorter the chip shot, the slower you take the club back. Right? Because you're not going to need to come down into the ball as quickly. You want to accelerate, but you don't want to accelerate as much. So the way to control that is take the club head back slower. That has proven to be so helpful over the years. So uh, the, the shorter the chip shot, the slower the backswing on the chip shot and then accelerate into the ball. Again, probably have to work with that a little bit on the putting green, but that is, that is gold. That is a piece of gold from Nick Price. I've never heard anybody else say it, but I remember that from Nick Price. Really great, uh, really great technique there. And then, um, so that, that's a basic chip shot. There is 
especially in this time of year, there's going to be times when you've got some soft ground or maybe some, some you know, mowed grass or some, you know, dirt or some sand or something in between you and the ball and you still want, and, and maybe it's, you're going to have to land it in, you know, we're talking one third to two thirds. So sometimes we're going to maybe have to land it uh, short of the green and, and run it up through some stuff. Well, the coolest way to do that is a, a kind of a shot my grandpa showed me. And he would hit these chip shots that had to go through something soft or some garbage and stuff with a hooded club face, just a, just a little hooded. And then he would, take the, he would take the club back on the inside and keep it on that same target line. So he'd come from the inside with a hooded club face and it would put some kind of hook spin he called it overspin, but it's not really overspin, right? Some hook spin, but it would create the ball to really kind of cruise through the garbage. And so we could always kind of get it to where it needed to go. So if you've got to chip through some stuff and some soft stuff and you're just not sure and you're worried that the ball's gonna get caught up in something, hood the club a little bit and it will give, it some, uh, give the ball some little oomph to get it through whatever it needs to get through to get to the pin. Okay, final thing. There are some times, obviously, I, the problem I see is a lot of guys go to a lob shot when they just don't need to. A lot of guys try to hit it, you know, three quarters of the way there when they don't need to. And if you just, even if you just took, a, took 10 balls and did five, one third, and just tossed them, right? Toss them one third of the way there and let them roll two thirds out, and then tried to throw five of them two thirds or three quarters of the way there and see how many finish. It is so much easier to see how many, how many finish and which ones finish closer. It is so much easier to use less motion and throw it one third of the way there and let it roll out and get it close than it is to throw it clear up in the air and have it try to stop, you know, sending it three quarters of the way there and having it try to stop somewhere on the hole. That's just, that's just the way it is. It's far less motion. The ball has to be in the air less. You get it on the ground rolling more. Another huge benefit of watching the ball roll for two thirds is you get to see the break of what's around the hole. And, and a lot of people don't think about that. You get to see the break, which is hugely important. If it's a comebacker or even if it's moving towards the hole, Watch how the ball's moving towards the hole. You get a little read, you get a little help from yourself when you pitch it this way, when you chip it this way instead of, of, of throwing it all the way to the throwing it all the way to the hole. And then the last thing, so a lot of us get little fancy and we try to hit lob shots. There are times when we have to hit lob shots. And the one I just want to talk about is when you have a sand trap or some trouble between you and the pin. The biggest mistake amateurs make, we make, is we try to get cute with it. And we try to land it somewhere between the edge of the trouble and the pin, which is a disaster. I mean, especially this early in the year, when we haven't had time to really go out and work on our short game, maybe, you know, once we've had some time to play a few rounds and get into it, maybe so. But we want to, if we're going to have to go up over trouble, we want our next shot to be a putt no matter what. We've got a better chance of making a putt than chipping again out of the sand trap or, or leaving it short in the rough or whatever it is, right? So make sure we get it on the green. So the coolest way to do this is try to throw it, at this particular point, try to throw it all the way to the pin, okay? Try to throw it all the way to the pin. 
If you duff it or whatever and you hit it short, a little fat, you're still gonna be okay. If you hit it good, it's gonna land by the pin and then it's going to roll out and you will have the opportunity to see what that putt does, to see how it breaks and then be able to make, try to make the comebacker. And it might be a five, 10, 20 footer, but you will see how the ball moves and you will have a good shot, shot at making that putt and you've taken double bogey out of play. The worst you get out of there with then with a 20 footer is a bogey. But the chances are if you have a five or a 10 footer, you could make that for par. And that is just, if you want to, to break 80, heck, if you want to break 90, if you want to break 100 or 90 or 80 or whatever it is, you've got to start taking double bogeys out of play. And that's one strategy to do it is make sure when you have a difficult uh, lob shot over some trouble, take it all the way to the pin and watch how the ball rolls out after it lands. If you don't watch how the ball rolls out after it lands, then you're, you're giving up on a really important piece of information that could save you a stroke. Watch the ball land and watch how it rolls out and then go up there and knock in the comebacker with your putter. So hopefully that helps. We've got spring golf. Hopefully that's the basic chip. Also talked a little bit about the hook chip, which is a totally fun shot. And also talked a little bit about some strategy with the lob shot when there's trouble in between. Take it all the way to the pin. Watch the, uh, the slope of the green, see how the putt breaks, and make the comebacker. So hopefully that's helpful. Enjoy. If you're playing tomorrow, playing Sunday, enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend of golf. Enjoy the Valspar Championship. Uh, fun to see Paul Casey up at the top, defending champion back in it. And Luke Donald, and should be a good weekend. DJ is in the mix, so it should be a fun weekend. <sighs> All right, that's the wrap on this show. Remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.